0: Hello. Hi. Welcome back.
1: It's Stacey and Pete. So we don't want to grow up podcast, and we're here with Spooky Listener Stories 2022 edition. We finally got several, actually. I thought for a little bit we were only going to have like one or two.
0: Yeah. People showed up. They did. Thank you <laughs> for showing up.
1: Thank you very much. Last year, we spread them out. We made them short episodes. This year, we're just making it one big Halloween episode. A one. <laughs> Before we get into it, have you gotten your boo buckets yet?
0: Get them while they're hot, because they <laughs> are hot right now. <laughs>
1: I know many people are disappointed because they didn't have the lids, I don't myself know why. included. I
0: know. I don't know why but they did that.
1: It is what it is. I'm just happy to have them.
0: Yeah, it's something.
1: Now, so far, we have two McBoos.
0: Two McBoos. And they're playing games at McDonald's where I asked today, like, hey, which, uh, which Halloween bucket do you have? And they're like, I don't know. I was like, cool. Could you ask somebody? No. So listen, we were both being lazy. I could have walked in and looked, but I decided to stay in the drive-thru, take a risk. So now we got two McBoos.
1: So still looking for the others, although we did have one listener, Misty, shout out, who contacted me and said they had an extra McGoblin, I believe is what I always think of it as the witch, but I think that's what she's called is the McGoblin. Is it McGreen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. The green one is on the way. Very thankful. Thank you, Misty. So if anyone else comes across, I don't know what they're calling the pumpkin. McOrange. McJack. (laughs) (laughs) I should know this, I feel like. But if you have an extra one, send us a DM or an email. I just really want to complete. The, the collection, set. the yes. set.
0: The set, as it were.
1: For the Nostalgia Room, even though it's current, it's still a throwback. And I don't have any of the old buckets, so.
0: Are they gettable on eBay?
1: The old ones? Yeah, I think so, but I don't know how much they're going for. And I bet they're going for a lot more right now.
0: About 350 bucks.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: No, I'm kidding.
1: They could be. So erroneous. I mean, er- <laughs> erroneous on all counts. <laughs> but yes, please let, let, us, let know. us know. Yes, If you can help us out. Next up, our costumes. We finally settled in. Last year we were lazy.
0: Yes, we were.
1: And I think since today is Halloween, we can say who we decided to be this year. We are. Daria and Trent. Very easy costumes, but nostalgic.
0: Right. I'm hoping my temporary. Hair color is indeed temporary. (laughs) I did have to trim my facial hair down to just a soul patch, which I am not happy about.
1: You all know how I feel about soul patches. (laughs) 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 Ditto. So yeah, that's what we decided to do. I've always wanted to be Daria. I've had several friends be Daria for Halloween, and I was always jealous.
0: Well, I've got a backup costume because I actually wanted to be Darth Vader this year because I got a sweet Darth Vader helmet. And a Bobo costume. So I'll probably wait.
1: You can be Darth this year, too. No,
0: I'll wait until next year because I'm getting, little lady, that lightsaber.
1: Well, get it. But why would you even buy the cape if you're not going to do it?
0: Just so I have it. Are you going to get an
1: upgraded cape next year?
0: I might. The problem is it's $1,000.
1: The cape is $1,000?
0: Yes. That's a lot of money.
1: The cape is $1,000.
0: No, not just the cape. The cape with the shoulder pads and the computer in the center, the rest of the The, costume. Okay. It's expensive. Did probably actually comes go
1: specifically with the helmet that you bought? No,
0: no. So anything you buy comes with the helmet in general.
1: Okay. But your helmet is fancy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, relatively fancy. It's not that fancy, but it's a good one.
1: It makes breathing noises.
0: Yeah. And it looks perfect. It's got the red eyes and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty
1: scary. He scared me with it several times. I
0: did. And I'm going to scare you more with it.
1: I feel like we might be repeating ourselves. We may have already talked about this. But we did. That's okay. We
0: did. Yeah. But I'm going to actually scare you in your closet.
1: In my closet?
0: Yeah. That's what, what, what you, my plan is. What
1: are you talking about?
0: I'm letting you know where the next scare is going to happen. You just don't know <laughs> when. Okay. <laughs> Oh, she's doubting me right now.
1: I'm not doubting you. I'm just preparing you for how pissed I'll be at you. (laughs) Speaking of scares, last night we started a scary one.
0: We did. We didn't quite make it through once again.
1: Yeah, this is not nostalgic. No. But we saw that Terrifier 2 had come out and that Mm -hmm. it had some great reviews and we were going to just... Watch that. But then I was like, I don't remember the first one. And I feel like I'd remember this creepy clown.
0: Now, we had started Terrifier. I just. Back in the day.
1: No, I don't think
0: so. We did. I remember. <laughs> I
1: feel like, how could I not remember this?
0: We didn't finish it. He
1: was very scary.
0: We punted at the bathroom scene, which we did not finish once again. But once we got to that scene, I could see why we punted.
1: Yeah, it's really gross. It is gross. But yeah, well, it just was getting too late. You know yes. me. I've talked about this. I, I love scary movies, but once it gets too late, I'm like, no. Nope. Or I'll I like a you know a spooky story mm-hmm. that's not gonna give me nightmares.
0: Yeah. So we started the night out watching movies uh, with VHS 99, which would have been yes. better to end the night with that one because
1: it wasn't that scary.
0: Not no. scary.
1: No, and not that great. No, we I mean, watched yes. the other VHS. Yeah movies that i feel like those were pretty scary
0: they were okay i think the first one was scary those are
1: very like found footage you know like anthology we we generally like those types of movies yeah but
0: they're getting less and less enjoyable but it's fine
1: i felt like it was gonna be more nostalgic because it was set in 1999 i mean there were some things that were sort of that way but yeah but
0: like even like you noticed the girls' eyebrows. They were not <laughs> going the whole the <laughs> those, whole way out. Those
1: actresses were not taking one for the team. No. They were not going to tweeze off all their bushy eyebrows. I
0: don't blame them. I don't like, ne- I don't they didn't that. have like huge eyebrows, right? But yes,
1: A few of them did.
0: They were not teased the way that they should have been. Right. Pencil thin. We
1: needed some pencil thin eyebrows. Yes. What else? We've been watching the Midnight Club, which you know is based on Christopher Pike book. Yeah, and set in '94, I believe.
0: I believe that is right.
1: We've been enjoying that. We're not mm-hmm. done yet. Um, what else have we been watching? We already talked about Halloween Ends.
0: We watched X.
1: X. Yeah, that was
0: interesting. I guess. Yeah. We watched Spirit Halloween.
1: Oh yeah, that was <laughs> eh. yeah. It was kind of cheesy.
0: Little cheesy.
1: Yeah, I just keep feeling like we're running out of time. Yeah. We just haven't had as much time this year to watch.
0: There's never any time. There's
1: never any time. I mean, other than like podcast related stuff that we've watched. Mm -hmm. I've been watching like American horror stories, our AHS stories, the one that's the anthology show. But other than that, we just have like a list of things we want to watch. I guess we better get to watching.
0: We got work to do.
1: All right. Let's get into these scary stories. Do you want to start?
0: Yes. Our first one comes from Ginny. My mom always handmade my costumes throughout elementary school. This year I decided to be an old lady. So we went to the Salvation Army and gathered all the old lady clothes and accessories we needed. I borrowed my Nana's cane to top it off. My mom and I headed out for trick-or-treating. Everyone loved the costume and laughed, saying they thought I was their mother. (laughs) It was a fun night until our walk home. Suddenly it seemed the streets had been abandoned. We were the only ones still out, walking through a dimly lit neighborhood with one streetlight where we were. Suddenly, I heard a bang, and the streetlight went out. <gasps> it was pitch black, and I started taking off like a rocket, using my cane to propel me further, leaping down the street <laughs> as fast as I could go with my big fake butt pillow strapped on me. <laughs> when I got to the next streetlight, I remembered my mom and checked to see if she was with me. She was standing a bit further back on the road, laughing. Apparently, the whole incident hadn't been as frightening for her, and she got a kick out of seeing me fly down the street on my cane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. Good story. Next one is from Barbie Boulevardier. Hopefully I said that correctly.
0: Very well done.
1: (laughs) They said, I have a few, but I'll share this one. So now I want to hear all the other ones. I came down to live with my brother while I attended university. He drives a truck long distance for a living, so he was rarely home. When I got to Sydney, he and I only had a few hours of crossover before he went on one of his journeys, and he'd recently moved to a house which I'd never been to before. It was an older house in the suburbs with a big living room and dining room that accessed the kitchen. There was also a long hallway off of the kitchen, which all of the bedrooms and bathrooms branched off of. My brother and I got to spend the afternoon together before he headed off on one of his journeys, and then I was left alone in the house. I love horror movies, and I'm not easily scared, but as the sun went down, I got the feeling I wasn't alone in the house. I am right behind you. I brushed it off, kept the TV on, and just tried to ignore the feeling. I felt just fine in the living room, but the feeling intensified whenever I had to use the hallway. Why are you sobbing? Especially if it was dark. I tried to avoid using the hallway at all costs, or would turn the light on whenever I needed to use it even during the day, because that lessened the feeling of being watched slash not being alone. I said, don't stop. It really creeped me out. When my brother returned home four days later, the first thing I said to him was, did an old lady die in this house? I really want to say that in an Australian accent, but I'm not going to. Do it. (laughs) No. Do it. (laughs) No. He looked at me and said, yeah, how did you know? And I said, I can still feel her here. Her name is Valerie. I still don't know how I knew that. I spent about a year freaked out, feeling the spirit in the hallway before she moved on. I like to think she had an attachment to the house and just wanted to make sure its next tenants were respectful of her home. This is my story. I hope it meets the approval of the Midnight Society. (laughs) It absolutely does.
0: (laughs) Great story. Next one is from Wendy. It was 1988. I was eight years old. The movie Child's Play trailers were all over TV commercials.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> At that time, I had a talking cricket doll that I loved so much. Me too. The commercials of the movie scared me so badly that one day, I decided to throw away my cricket doll. <laughs> because she suddenly terrified me, and I thought she was going to kill me in my sleep.
1: Please, to meet ya. If you'll be my friend, I'll tell you all about myself.
0: I laid her on top of our outdoor trash to be taken to the curb. Later that night, when I went to bed, she was lying on my pillow. No! (laughs) I ran her to the trash again. The next morning, I woke up in horror when I saw she was laying next to me. Good morning, Red Riding Hood. Turns out my older cousin was playing a huge prank on me. I ended up keeping my cricket doll, but then I was terrified by my brother's My Buddy doll. (laughs) I still hate that movie and have never watched it.
1: Wanna play? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Wendy. Yes, Wendy. This is very relatable. By the way, my cricket doll is in the room next to us. Yes,
0: it is. (laughs) And good job by your cousin. Great prank.
1: I know. It sounds like Annabelle. Before their time, your cousin. Yes, yes. This next one is from Amber. It's called Haunted Baggage. (laughs) In 2010, my now ex and I were living in a rental house in East Dallas, Texas. There had been an unusual amount of rain in the area during this particular time period. When I came home from work on this particular night, I had barely opened the door when an odor so foul and noxious hit me in the face. I immediately called my boyfriend to let him know something was up so he wasn't blindsided when he came home. According to the boyfriend, it was probably something in the pipes. So, I checked the sink, under the sink, the washing machine, the hallway bathroom, the primary bathroom. I couldn't find the pipe that was causing the smell. But... Having grown up on a farm and in the colder climate where mice and other rodents seemed to crawl into tiny places in the walls of your house, I knew better. It smelled like something had died. That sickeningly sweet, decaying smell. I spent the better part of an hour wandering the house, sniffing for the source, and I could only pinpoint an area that wasn't accessible to either of us. After a bit, my boyfriend and his dad, who was a handyman, showed up. They walked in and both covered their noses immediately. We let his dad do his thing, and eventually, he indicated that it was a pipe that was exposed on our roof that, quote, must be full of water from all the rain. I didn't say anything. He left, promising that as soon as the rain let up, he would come back to unclog the pipe. My boyfriend wasn't sold either. Before I knew it, he was removing everything from the hall closet to expose the door to the crawl space. I'm going to check to see if there's something under the house, he said, grabbing a flashlight.
0: No, well, we know how this goes. Bye bye, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me, only remembering details when it's important, responded, We weren't supposed to go in the crawl space or the attic. You can't go in there. Says who? He said defiantly. The landlord. When we came to look at this place, he specifically said we weren't able to go into those two places because of the insurance. I think. I doubted myself because hearing it out loud even sounded suspicious.
0: Yeah, I think it wasn't because of the insurance. It was because of the bodies <laughs> he was stacking in there.
1: My boyfriend waved me off and opened the crawl space door. I went back to the living room and lit another candle to try to kill the smell that seemed to be getting worse. Within less than a minute, I heard him. Amber, almost sounded muffled. Amber, can you come here? Bring a flashlight. In my head, I remember thinking, there's no way I'm crawling under the house as I approached the hallway. But as I looked into the closet, I saw him standing up in the crawl space, his legs not visible because they were under the house. His face was white as a sheet. I need you to very calmly point that flashlight behind me and tell me what you see. The way he said it and the fact that he wasn't moving was giving me the creeps. What? I remember saying, laughing nervously, point the flashlight behind me and tell me what you see. You'll have to bend down. He was being very serious. Too serious. I could feel my heartbeat in my temples. I turned the flashlight on and kept eye contact with him while I crouched down. My peripheral vision saw nothing but dirt until it caught a glimpse of something different. My eyes quickly darted to what it was. I squealed and stood up. (coughs) that. Still calm, still not moving, he responded, what did you see? I don't know. Look again and tell me what you think you see. My stomach was in my throat as I crouched back down. The light was catching on what looked to be a large black garbage bag that was full, completely full, to the point of bursting. I don't know if it was full of air or something else, so I tried to keep my cool and reiterate that to my boyfriend. Okay, that's what I thought, he said, scrambling out of the crawl space and slamming the door shut. "'shoving everything back on top of the door. "'What are you doing?' I asked. "'I don't know what that is. "'I don't want to know what that is. "'I don't want to know how it got there. Is that where the smell's coming from?' "'I asked, knowing full well "'that's where the smell was coming from. "'He just looked at me with a look that said, "'Duh.' "'The smell was gone by morning, "'but that was the beginning of all of the events "'of our haunted adventure in that house.' And I've heard some of those haunted stories from her. Yes. We've actually told a few on the podcast, I believe. We have. She gave a little backstory saying that she and her ex had lived in the house for about a year before that incident happened. That weird things had occurred before that, but nothing to that level. She said we, or at least I, never found out what happened with the bag. Based on things that happened immediately after that incident, I was convinced we had uncovered the portal to hell and refused to go back under the house. They didn't go check to see what happened with the bag? What happened with the bag? I mean, listen, I don't think I would want to touch that thing.
0: I would have called the police immediately and told them exactly what happened. I don't know. Or I would have just opened that bag.
1: I would definitely not open the bag.
0: i to open the bag.
1: Oh, my God. That is terrifying.
0: <laughs> that is terrifying. Thank you, Amber. Yes,
1: thank you. She told me the story before and I was freaked out then, but I was so excited when I got permission (laughs) to share it on the podcast.
0: Great story. All right. Our next one is from Kyle Free 151. One night, me and my coworkers decided to play with a Ouija board outside of work. We talked to a girl named Quinn who said she was a demon. She seemed pretty cool till towards the end. Talking to her, we decided we needed to head home because it was like 2 a.m., but she wouldn't let us say goodbye until we promised that if we ever used the Ouija board again, that we would talk to her. About a week later, the place where we worked caught on fire. So a few days after that, we go to the lake and use the Ouija board again and asked for Quinn. We asked if she started the fire and she told us that she did. Then it seemed like Quinn got scared or overpowered because the board started acting up. It spelled Zozo and started counting backwards. We quickly said goodbye and moved the planchette to goodbye. About two weeks later, I was driving to my friend's house. I should mention that the friend was a girl I was seeing at the time, and she was cheating on me and using me. I did not know this at the time. I guess Quinn knew, because she seemed mad. Protective and jealous when me and my friends mentioned the girl's name the first time we used the Ouija board. So on the way to the house, I hydroplaned and flipped my truck. Oh no. I have to add that the Ouija board was in the truck. Some people driving down the road stopped to help us get the door open, and I climbed up and out. When the cops arrived, they made sure I was okay and said they had to write me a ticket just because of the accident. I don't have the ticket anymore because this happened about four years ago, but the address site of the accident was Route 666, Virginia.
1: Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Creepy.
0: Good story, Kyle. Or free. I don't know what your name is.
1: (laughs) I hope it's free. All right. Next up, we have Tidia, who shared a story with us last year. She actually said that this may be creepier than the one she submitted Here we go. When I was 12, my parents bought a house a block away from my gram's house. Had a few creepy things happen, but the real scary things didn't start to happen until I moved into the attic when I was 15. Things started happening little by little before gradually getting worse. I'd be listening to music and my entire system would shut off. Watch TV with surround sound, TV would shut off, and so on. Our dog wouldn't even set a paw on the stairs to my room. One night, I had turned the radio on very low to help me sleep. I kept waking up to something shoving my shoulder. When I opened my eyes, I'd see something walk by in front of me to be gone when I set up. It never let me sleep. Things got so bad that I started sleeping on the couch downstairs. Fast forward, we move out when I'm about 22. 22. I remember my dad telling my mom that he had the electric shut off. I had to drive down that street to pick up a friend of mine. I look up at the house, and the light in the attic is on, and a dark shadow is in the window. Oh, yes. Freaked me out. I asked my mom to confirm that the electric was cut off, and she said it was. I met a psychic, and she told me that not only had someone been murdered in that room, but was lonely and wanted me to join them.
0: Whoa.
1: I still have nightmares about that house.
0: Great story.
1: I would have nightmares too.
0: Yeah, seriously. Good one, Tidia. Okay, next one is from Mary Beth. When I was 15, I bought a Ouija board at Hill's department store. I figured it can't be too scary if I bought it where they sell all the other board games. (laughs) My friends and I would play it. I never played alone. We always used two fingers and made sure to always say goodbye. It worked, even though I wondered at times if my friends were pushing it. One day, I decided to ask to talk to my grandma. She died when I was eight, and even though that was a short amount of time, I still was close to her. When the planchette started moving, it spelled H-E-L-L-O. Then it went on to spell B-A-B-Y-D-O-L-L. Hello, baby doll. I think my mouth fell to the floor. My grandma always called me baby doll. Ugh. I used to love to answer the phone when I was little, and I can still hear her voice when I would answer and she would say, well, hello, baby doll. How are you? My friends didn't know that. I have a couple of friends that may have known me when my grandma was alive, but never met her, and I had no reason to tell them that. I have no explanation for this other than it really was my grandma saying hi to me. Wow. Good story.
1: Thanks, Mary Beth.
0: Yes, thank you very much.
1: All right. The next one is from Katie. This one's not really spooky, but just a fun little uh, hit of nostalgia. All right. I remember handing out candy for the first time as a teen in the 90s. It was my first year not trick-or-treating. We were listening to scary songs like "Midnight in Montgomery" by Alan Jackson. When picked up,
0: he was gone. Was he ever really there?
1: Cause it's midnight in Montgomery that's the first year i really remember fall and halloween becoming one of my favorite seasons
0: that's a great memory i like that i do too like i feel like all those times of freezing my hands off carving my pumpkins outside Mm -hmm. and then putting on some incredible costumes as a child that was the start of it for me yeah okay next one is another submission from amber I worked in retail when I was in high school at a place called Shopco. It was located in a strip mall. They were always putting out alerts about not flashing your headlights on your way home due to gang initiations or being vigilant in the parking lots because of attempted kidnappings. I was part of the department that had to get the shopping carts in the parking lot or if they were off the property we had to go wherever they were and get them back to the store. Part of this department was also responsible for getting furniture from the back stock to people's cars. During the week, there were usually only three people in our department for the 5 to 10 p.m. shift. They always suggested carts were to be done in teams of two for protection. But on this one night, I don't remember if someone called in sick or if the furniture item required two people to get it from the back, but they sent me to get the carts by myself at 9.30 for the last roundup. No, thank you. This meant I had to go all the way down to the end of the strip mall to the store that was already closed to make sure there were no carts and work my way back, making a wide arc out to the road to catch any carts that might be out that far. It was fall, cool to cold air, super dark outside, except for the parking lot lights. Most people had already gone home, and very few cars were in the parking lot, except for those of us working. As I got down to the store that was closed and had already rounded up six carts, I noticed the gray van. It wasn't close to me, but it was on. I could see the exhaust in the cool night air. As I walked to get a few more carts, it followed me. Oh no. Slowly, keeping pace with me. The flyer they had passed out earlier in the month went through my head, and I tried to remember the details from it. Had someone been kidnapped from our parking lot? Was it a failed attempt? Where was my box cutter? Front pants pocket. Okay, I'm good. I had about 14 or 15 carts. More than I could usually get at one time, but there was no way I was going to go back out a second time if this van was going to try something. So I walked the carts towards the entrance and the van kept up with me, nearly next to me. My heart racing, I looked back at the van to see if I could make out faces, and all I could see was the light from the parking lot reflecting off of the windshield. Then suddenly the van pulled up alongside the carts and stopped, blocking me from being able to turn into the store. I glared at the van. I pulled my box cutter out of my pants and pushed the blade out and yelled, Can I help you? while taking several steps towards the van. It squealed its tires and took off out of the parking lot. I was absolutely terrified, but at 17, I honestly don't think I understood what the ramifications of my actions could have been. Wow. Ooh.
1: Brave girl.
0: Very brave. That's a scary, a real scary one.
1: Yeah, it's real life scary. Real
0: life scary, yeah. Good share,
1: Amber. Yes. Right, next up is a story from Jennifer. There's a graveyard in my town, and one of the stories is about a ghost horse that walks around the graveyard. Anyways... We went to the graveyard on Halloween night and waited till the witching hour, which is 12 a.m. And me and my mom, whose name is Melanie, stood in the middle of the graveyard and turned off our lights. We didn't see anything, but we felt it running at us. And just when it was about to come close to us, mom turns her light back on, and I think it may have been the horse or some other supernatural creature of the night.
0: (laughs) Next story is from Alex. Our old house always had a weird feeling, but I never saw anything living there. About seven years ago at that house, I had a period where I would have nightmares about ghosts or demons. This one night, I had a nightmare. I was yelling at a demon baby and telling it to go away. That it wasn't welcome. I woke up yelling and screaming. At that same moment, my husband woke up from a nightmare he was having. His nightmare was about a ghost dragging him out of our back door in the kitchen. We both were startled about our dreams and that we both had them at the same time and woke up at the same time as well. Eventually, we went back to bed. In the morning, my husband was the first to wake up. He went to the kitchen to get a drink of water and said it felt cold going down the hallway. He walked into the kitchen and the back door was wide open. Now, we never, ever used this back door, and it was always locked. The door was always tricky to open, which made it very shocking to see that it was wide open. We still don't understand how that happened. That is so scary. That is scary. (laughs) Did you check the whole house? I hope you did. I would check the entire house.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just like, was he actually dragged out the door and then like (laughs) zapped back into... Oh, my I can't. Uh. All right. Final one from Amber. The day we moved into a rental house, I went to take a shower in this 1950s-era pink bathroom. The water ran a little hotter than I was used to, but it steamed the room up nicely. When I got out of the shower, there was a handprint in the upper left corner of the mirror in the steam. But it wasn't just like someone high-fived the mirror. It was like someone stood on the counter and turned their hand upside down to leave the print. Or at least, that's what I thought. I wasn't actually creeped out. I assumed that my boyfriend I was living with at the time had snuck in while I was taking a shower and done it to freak me out. So I got up on the counter and attempted to turn my hand upside down to see if that's what it looked like, but quickly realized, one, the handprint was much larger than mine. His hand was not much bigger than mine. And two, the angle was wrong. I scrambled to get off the counter and quickly tried to get out of the bathroom, realizing the door was difficult to open without it making a noise as it fit quite snugly in the door frame. Neither one of us slept very well that night, but neither of us let the other one know until weeks later that we both thought we felt like someone was watching us from the hallway.
0: Oh, that upside down hand. I've Ugh. never really considered that until that this story.
1: Gives me chills. Yeah,
0: that's scary. It's
1: like they crawled down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, they were just perched on the wall and one hand
1: Ugh. was
0: on the mirror. Good story. Thanks, Amber.
1: Thank you. We hope. That you all have the best Halloween ever. We hope that you do whatever it is that you love to do on Halloween, whether that's eating lots of good candy, you know, watching scary movies, watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
0: Watching The Terrifier 2.
1: Oh, don't do it.
0: Runs the whole gamut. <laughs> A merry spooky season to you and yours.
1: Yes. Be safe out there if you're going trick or treating.
0: Yes. where everything reflective.
1: Oh, do they still do that?
0: I uh, don't know. Or I do hope they have they do. to
1: stop? trick-or-treating before it gets dark. I feel like we've talked about this, but... Oh, my God. What? The
0: world today.
1: <laughs> Let those kids loose. Let them go trick-or-treating the
0: dark. I was fine. I was throwing frozen ropes. Pitch black.
1: <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up.
0: We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up.
1: And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.